Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print on a Man Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Bonarks, here with my co-host, Carrie Egler. And in today's episode, we have our first ever guest and man, you are in for a treat. We brought on Juna from Detour Shirts to discuss all things design and creating high converting designs for your print on demand business. We talked about design trends, his favorite places to go for fonts, design graphics, and even his thoughts on the future of print on demand and where things are heading. There is so much gold in this episode, so buckle up. But first, real quick before we begin, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. And just before we hop in, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print-on-demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. The magic of Gelato is that they focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to many benefits such as lower costs, faster delivery times, and most importantly, reducing carbon emissions. The focus on tech to knit together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries is truly unique. Thanks to this, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the print-on-demand industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com slash gelato and use the discount code POD Playbook, all capital letters, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number six figurefounder.com slash G-E-L-A-T-O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube. Hello everyone, I am so excited today because we have our first ever guest, Juna from Detour Shirts, and he is here to drop some serious wisdom on you guys all. Juna, how's it going, man? Going great, great. It's, thanks Thanks for the high praise. Dude, <laughs> I hope I can it deliver. <laughs> dude, it is so good to have you on here. I'm seriously like a fanboy of yours. I have been watching your YouTube videos for years, and I'm guessing a lot of other people, if they've been in print on a man for any length of time, they've probably also seen you on YouTube. You just deliver so much amazing free value on there. And that is why I'm just so excited to introduce you to our audience, because there, there's just so much that we can all learn from you. So why, why don't we like just to start off? Why don't we just... Why don't we just start with a little bit about yourself, go to your background, you can introduce mm -hmm. yourself and tell us just a little bit about who you are, your story and, and what you're doing now. All right, um, let me see. Uh, I was born and raised in Hawaii, so you may have picked up a slight accent. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I, I uh, stayed there for a while until I got married and then we uh, moved to Utah. Uh, that's where I am currently. I uh, went to school there, uh, got my degree in commercial art. So that's why I'm a graphic designer. Went in straight into graphic design, um, multiple companies throughout my life uh, as a graphic designer. I didn't get into my current job until 2011, which I now I, I kind of transitioned from graphic design to um, UX design. I don't know if everyone knows what that is. It's user experience design. 
it's basically people who design, you know, websites, web apps, uh, mobile apps, those kind of things. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, I started um, print on demand in 2005. Uh, but wow. I love T-shirts. OG. Yeah, yeah I'm an OG. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was print on demand like in 2005? Yeah, it was crazy. I wasn't the first to start it, so I, it was uh, Cafe Press. We started it in Cafe Press, um, and Cafe Press at the time was kind of like early merch, where it was like the biggest player on the block, right? Uh, on the internet, there was Zazzle there, and Threadless was there, but it wasn't an artist shop. Threadless was more of a, a contest stuff. Um, like they still have the contest thing, but uh, yeah, Cafe Press was the big man on the block at the time, and you know uh, they were they had conferences, believe it or not, um, back in two thousand six. And so we went. I went. I got to go to uh, San Francisco for a Cafe Press conference, and there were people <laughs> making so much money at Cafe Press at the time, um, bigger than I was, um, and thousands of dollars and. Yeah, it was crazy. Good time. Um, of course, everybody knows what happened. That's <laughs> no, different. Cafe Press isn't the big person on the block. It's Amazon. And so kind of took what I learned from Cafe Press and moved it over to Amazon. I took thousands. I had thousands of designs on Cafe Press and kind of ported it over to Amazon at the time. I joined Amazon in 2017. And instantly I could just, you know, well, not instantly, because you can only do 10 at a time in the beginning. And then so as I teared up, I started pushing more and more of my stuff that was designs that were on Cafe Press over to Amazon. What I didn't realize at the time is Amazon's a different audience than Cafe mm-hmm. Press. Every every pod site's a different audience. Yeah. Um, so everything that was top were my top sellers on Cafe Press didn't necessarily sell well on Amazon. And so I had to kind of figure out the Amazon algorithm audience and and so on and so that's what i did just get hitting i hit it hard as hard as i could stayed up late um pushed it i had a goal to you know make the like i took it serious i was doing um i was doing print on demand since 2005 but more as a hobby and mm. then when i saw the potential i probably like you guys watched uh other uh youtubers talk about merch by amazon in, in 2017 2018 they were hyping it up like uh, Cafe Press was, you know, and like, I got to take it serious this time. And so I, I put all my energy um, in Amazon and never looked back. So, yeah, that's where I am today. Um, what else Dude, do you can guys I ask you a know? question yeah. about yeah. Amazon? Okay, so I heard that you have over 10,000 designs on yeah. Amazon. So first, I just want you to like, for the record, let let the audience know, is that true? And two, yeah. how the heck do you come up with 10,000 designs? Easily. Um, so yeah? they're, they're individual designs, first okay. of all, but they can be scalable. So let's, for one example, I didn't, these are not all my 10,000 designs, but think of, you know, vintage 1973, 1974, 1975, like, that can scale. You can scale occupations. You can scale whatever, mm. right? Um, animals. There's a lot to scale. Not not every one of my design is a scalable design, but that that's what makes it easy to do mm. it. Plus, I'm really fast at designing. I've been designing for a long time, so I can make... Uh, you might have seen what I did in April. I did Shirttober in April. Yes, and I, I actually was following that on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So I can do a design a day real easy. Uh, takes me about an hour or less to do the design. So if I if I dedicate a whole day to design, I can I can crank out 
30, 50, easy. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you use any automation tools or anything or like- no, you think you I would, crank, yeah. How do you crank out 30 to 50 in a day? Like we're trying to get, we're trying to encourage students to crank out 10 a month minimum, oh, yeah. you know, but yeah. how do you crank out 30 to 50 a day? I'm trying to do- Practice. Uh, I'm trying to do 10 per year. Per uh, year? 10 in my, 10 in my lifetime. That's, that's going to be hard to, to wrap up. Juno could do that in like one hour. In his sleep. Yeah, it's, it's easy. And I mean, not all of them are, are winners, obviously, but the, it's, a, it's a numbers game. I actually have 11,000 now. So Dang. Yeah. I'm trying to hit, trying to hit 15,000 by the end of the year. We'll see. But there's people that will have 100,000. 200,000, you know, they, they use automation, of course, and right. um, hire out. And I, I'm doing some of that. I, I bought some ads this year. I bought some ads, bought some designs this year. And I'm going to start using some other automation stuff. Uh, I'm thinking about, have you guys heard of Penji? Penji? Yeah. It's, uh, no. It's like a graphic I've design studios where you can kind of, um, you know, hire them to design. you kind of like Fiverr. Oh, there's a subscription oh, okay. model and there's some other things. So I'm trying out different things. There's also automation that I, I tried out this year. So I'm going to share that on my YouTube channel on, you know, how can how can I with 10,000 designs even scale that even more? Because I want to I want to scale it even higher than what I have today. So and this yeah. is this is all on top of having a full time job. Yeah, yeah. Right? I still have a nine to five. Yeah, dude, like, yeah. This, this should be motivation alone. Like anyone listening to this should be like, okay, this guy's working a nine to five and he's dropping, he can drop this many designs in this amount of time. That is, my mind is just blown. I've never actually met anyone that can create that many designs that fast. Um, I gotta step up my game, man. I gotta really step up my game. I, I'm, I'm curious, okay, you said something about you're starting to buy designs. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? So there, you know, like Fiverr is a good example, right? Um, Vexels is another one where you you can you can subscribe to Vexels and they'll do like four designs for you, or you can go to Fiverr and say, "Hey, I want to um, get a design." Or oh. there's there's other things like that where you, I'm not personally making the design; I hire out oh. the design and then put that on. I haven't done that in the past. I just started doing that this year to kind of kind of ramp up my my numbers, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, so you're buying, essentially you're just either buying pre-made designs or mm -hmm. going to a freelancer and having them designs, mm -hmm. create designs for you. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So okay. on top of my 30 designs um, a month, I'm going to add to it from other people and see, see how that works out. Hey, June, awesome. If I could, if I could cut, cut in for a second. So I yeah. think I just want to ask you, you know, so would you consider like your main strength, like what you do best is, the design aspect, like you're absolutely. a graphic designer at heart. You love that. That's kind of mm -hmm. where your focus is. Yeah, absolutely. I've been designing t-shirts since I was a teenager. I've been doing, I've been doing t-shirts by hand, you know, silk, silk screen and stuff like that. And then, um, I, I just love it. I go to the, the store and go to the t-shirt section and look what's new. You know, I, I it's just part of my, who I am. So I, I just love t-shirts anyway. So I would design t-shirts. Um, back in 25, 2005, I didn't get paid very much, but I still, I still did it just because I loved it. And it was a good outlet, right? Creative outlet. So, I think it's yeah. so cool how people are just wired different, you know, like that, mm -hmm. like I think for me and Adrian, that's, uh, you know, I can do designs and I've done a ton of them, but some of them are really bad. And then, you know, <laughs> some of them, 
have made me some money. Uh, but at heart, like I'm a, I'm like a marketer. Like I love oh, the marketing sweet. side, you know, like that's, and that's why I think me and Adrian have gone kind of the Shopify route, building our own yeah. brands and building Smart. stores and, you know, those kind of things. But it's so interesting that there's this whole other side of a lot of people who are just really good at design and they know how <laughs> to work that. And somebody like you, you're an absolute pro in that that area, but it's so cool how, how people are wired different and how you just kind of have different passions, different strengths and different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to play to your strengths. I, I, would, sure. I would say that's uh, number one for any business is if you want to start a business, you know, start with what you know and play to your strengths. Everybody has some kind of unfair advantage. You guys have mm -hmm. marketing and whatever it is. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot more than just marketing and mine is that uh, design, but I think everybody has, inside of them something that they're really good at and i would say you know go that way not everybody can do print on demand too right so like print on demand isn't for everyone you have to have some kind of skills or maybe want to do it or love to do it i wouldn't just chase the thing the shiny thing that makes money right just because it makes money i would say mm. go and, and play to your strengths it works out for you guys because marketing is part of it and so it it just works out really well right yeah man stuff. speaking of strengths you are a very good teacher. Oh, like, thank you. You are, a, you just have this natural ability. And like anyone who's listening, go check out Juno's YouTube channel. What is it? Um, Detour Shirts, right? Detour Shirts, yeah. Detour, like this channel is so good. There is so much free gold on there. And Juna, even though he's a graphic designer by trade, he makes design look so easy that anyone <laughs> can do it. Like, I love how you show people because most of us aren't graphic designers by trade most print on demand sellers aren't graphic designers by trade mm -hmm. and a lot of them they're you know they're using freelancers they might be creating some of their own designs or mm -hmm. it's kind of like a mix right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh i just want to you know your youtube channel is so good at just giving kind of like design trends and how to create designs and you make things so easy and i i, I just think that um I, I just really appreciate that. I appreciate that you're putting that kind of content out there because as someone who's been watching your YouTube video, your, your YouTube channel for years, uh, it's been really valuable for me. Like I've gotten design inspiration from your YouTube videos and I'm sure thousands of other people have too. It's a, it's actually like a huge channel. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I wanted to ask you kind of in terms of design because you have kind of like this natural eye for it. This is what what you do, this is what you're so good at. What would you say are some kind of current design trends mm. that you're seeing that are popular right now for print-on-demand businesses? Yeah, I think I think it's different for each print-on-demand site. So I'm going to go with Amazon since it's the biggest and that's what I, I use the most. I see a lot of vintage wavy stuff going on. You might have mm. seen this vintage wavy text. Yep. Um, that's still very popular. Um, I think any any of that vintage 70s kind of stuff is, is really popular right now for whatever reason. Um, I'm also noticing some, uh, what else? I, I've noticed skeletons were really popular before. I don't know if they still are. They um, they don't really match with the, like the vintage stuff, but I, I think they can still do well. Um, the holiday stuff, I, I have a holiday calendar on my on my website. But uh, summer is going to take off, outdoor mm -hmm. stuff, uh, baseball, right? Um, Father's Day, grilling, um, all, all that kind of stuff is going to start coming. Um, graduation, of course. So if you can mix those those kinds of styles, um, what is, I'm trying to think, uh, tech, tech stuff does really well on um, 
merch by Amazon or Amazon merch on demand, just lots of text with maybe little hints of graphics, you know, those kind mm. of things. Um, those always do well, those funny, funny graphics. For T Public and Redbubble, they they kind of um are more artistic. So the the text ones usually don't do as well there as it does on, on Amazon. So sure. a little bit different audience. So you have to be, you know, more hand-drawn stuff, more artistic stuff for for the artists because they I, I, that feels like that's their audience more pop culture kind of stuff um still retro retro things do well 70s retro stuff um music and and things like that for those and i think you just got to check like on whatever pod site that you're on i would say look there look what the best sellers are because they they know the pod sites know what's selling for them. And so they're going to push it in the front page. Right. Mm. And so they're, they're actually telling you, telling us that as the sellers, like these are the things that are selling well for us. And so don't copy it, but you can get inspiration like design and, and topics and things like that. Right. So, yeah, no, that's really good stuff. I, I want to ask you a question about that uh -huh. first, but first I just <laughs> want to make a point. You mentioned that uh, text designs with just tiny little complimentary graphics on it. <laughs> every single six-figure design I've ever had has been either purely text-based or just text with a tiny little graphic, like one or maybe two tiny little graphics on it. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot of the designs you create, like in some of your videos, they were mainly text with some graphics and mm -hmm. you just do such a good job of the layout and, and they're symmetrical and, and all these things. And so, mm -hmm. I, you know, I can I can vouch for that. I mean, you've made a ton of sales yourself, but I can definitely vouch that those are super popular. It sounds like Amazon, and this is actually I use Amazon as a research tool for mm -hmm. my Shopify store. Um, but it sounds like Amazon and Shopify. The, the way that I've seen it is if it's doing good on Amazon, a lot of times it does good on Shopify as well. Um, but I want to know from you, like I know that you do your you go in and you find like the BSR on Amazon. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can find out what the trending designs are. What are your favorite kind of design research tools, like free or paid that, that you're using? Yeah. So for free, I like to check the pod sites. Like I said, like go in, dig, dig a little deeper, see what pulls up on um, autocomplete, you know, in search and things like that. Mm. What, what tags are people using? Uh, of course, I use a DS Amazon quick view, which is the BSR checker on Amazon. Um, I have Pretty Merch. I have Pretty Merch Pro Plus. Um, so that's really convenient because I check Pretty Merch every day. If anybody, I think anybody that sells on Amazon probably checks multiple times a day just to see what the sales are. And so it's nice to just go in there and do in the research tab. Um, uh, sometimes I also use uh, Merch Informer um, mm, to, to kind of yeah. try, try different things there. Many people have told me about Productor. I haven't used it as much. I, I have it, but I don't I don't use it as much just because I, I haven't uploaded it to my plugins. But I heard that's really good. Some people in my group, my Facebook group, swear by it that it's really good for uh, research. Um, let's see, what else do I use for research? I love to go on the internet uh, and search like different stores. I, I'm a big fan of um, busted tees, snorg tees, uh, mm. shirt, shirt toyed, and any of those um, uh, threadless, of course, and just any of the other pod sites. I love to look at that and, and stores. I love going like Target and Walmart and I, I go to the t-shirt section and kind of see what what's there. Um, yeah, just there's so many places that you can um, search now for for different ideas. So. 
Yeah, no, that was awesome. I, I'm, I'm curious because I use Merchant Former as well. Uh-huh. I probably heard about it from you, actually. That's probably <laughs> how I started using it. Um, but Pretty Merch, I have not used. I've heard okay. like you talk about it and I've heard Ryan Hope talk about it and some other people. How is it different from something like a Merch Informer? Um, probably just different data points. Um, what uh, Merch Informer has a ton of different ways that you can search data points. Um, merch, pretty merch has a research tab and it just kind of shows you, you can, you can put in a keyword, but by default, it just shows you the top ranking t-shirts, uh, on Amazon for, mm-hmm. you know, merch by Amazon t-shirts, not just all t-shirts. And then you can kind of drill down and say, put in a keyword there and say, you know, maybe outdoor t-shirts, and then it will show you the top ranking ones and show you the BSR and, and things like that. So you can kind of get an idea what what's selling really well on Amazon just really quickly. Yeah, it's good. That's... Juno, I'd love, to, I'd love to ask you kind of in this vein, but a little mm-hmm. bit off, off of what we're talking about is uh, I'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts on AI. I saw that I was looking through mm-hmm. your uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. You know, you, you've done some videos on some different uh, AI tools. Mm-hmm. How, like, do you like AI? How do you see it affecting designers and print-on-demand sellers? Yeah, I like an, I like any new technology. I want to embrace it. I want to learn it. Um, like I said before, I grew, um, came up through the graphic design field, uh, UX design, doing it now. And technology, it's always going to happen. There's always going to be a new tool, a new thing. Um, that you either learn about it and, and embrace it and learn how to use it or get left behind and other people will learn about it and, you know, um, have a, a bigger advantage. So I like using it. I think currently it's, I, I recently just did a video on how to use it for for um, t-shirt design. Like you can take what's there and kind of use it as a graphic. I, I, I don't think it's a, it could be a game changer, but I don't think we're all going to lose our our jobs as graphic designers because of it. I think people, I think designers who learn how to use it will have a, a bigger advantage, but I, I don't think we're all gonna just, you know, everything's gonna be AI now and Amazon's gonna have an AI bot that just delivers t-shirts and we're out of, you know, uh, not designing anything. I think the creativity with this tool, um, you know, it's just gonna add more creativity to it, more people are going to be able to do things, and there's um, more competition, probably. Yeah, but uh, I think people are going to learn how to use it and use it in different ways. And there's still going to be a thing for, like, there's always going to be um, branding, right? Like, I want to buy this thing because Detour Shirts made it, not just because it looks cool, right? So I think right. there's there's going to be more things towards that. Like we buy things because it's Star Wars, not because AI drew Star Wars, right? right. So I think we're going to have to push ourselves and and create you know our brand and create a, a a certain style that people like because we did it. And so I I think that's where things may be going. Uh, that's it's still going to be whoever gets there first, whoever gets there. Um, with the better product. Um, that doesn't mean AI is always going to give you the best product either. So, Six Figure Founder is an advanced coaching program we created to help 500 impact-driven clothing and apparel brand owners hit six figures or more in their first 12 months. We intend to do this in a way we've never seen done before. 
We have three coaches, all with unique skills, experience, and abilities collaborating to serve you at a higher level. We are creating a movement with a community of ambitious individuals and high-performing entrepreneurs to gain from the collective wisdom, collaborate amongst each other, and share the latest effective marketing strategies for the betterment of all businesses in the Six Figure Founder community. So if that's something that you're interested in, go to sixfigurefounder.com forward slash coaching and join the waitlist. That's six figure founder, the number six figurefounder.com forward slash coaching. Just to expand on that a little bit, um, what are some of the AI tools that you really like? Uh, is there any that stick out that you're like, oh man, this one is awesome yeah. for, for what we do? Yeah. So um, I really like the design and the the layout uh, the ease of use for Leonardo. Mm. So I've been I tried I tried Mid Journey and it's on a Discord and so it's kind of I know you can you can get it on your own Discord and not with everybody else but that's you have to pay for it so it was hard to to try it out and um, Blue Willow is kind of the same way where it's on a Discord but Leonardo is, has its own dedicated you know page and app for it which makes it really nice. Uh, to use and easy to use. Uh, I love some of the things that uh, Kiddo and Canva are doing where it's in app. So you don't have to go to another app and come back and you can design with it in there. Um, that That's really cool. I think that's going to keep getting better and better. Right now, I think we're in a really early stages of AI. So a lot of times when you put in a prompt, you don't get like the nicest thing, right? So I think we've all seen that. I think that's just going to get better and better. But the idea of having it in app in in Kiddo or in Canva when you're using it to design your t-shirt anyway. I think that's really cool. Um, one thing that I saw that I did a video for is um, Vexels. Oh no, yeah, Vexels has an AI uh, app that will spit out um, phrases for you. So you can put in a prompt and let's say, give me you know phrases for outdoors and it will just, use AI and give you 10 different phrases and you can, it, it's pretty cool. And what I'm excited about that is Vexels also has graphics. So I can imagine what they're thinking is now you have the, the phrases, they also have graphics. Are we going to see in the future where you just type in something and it, boom, it makes a graphics with the, with the phrase that you, that you typed in or got from AI, that could be really cool. Um, what else? Yeah. I want to go watch your. I want to go watch your video on that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw, I saw that cool. one earlier. Actually, I was looking uh, at while you were talking. I saw that one. and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds interesting." So I'm glad you talked. You touched on it a little bit. Yeah, it's it's I, really interesting. Right now, it's just the phrases, but I can see in the future. I can see where they're thinking. Well, what what I've been doing is in going going into Chat GPT and asking uh -huh. it for like, give me ten phrases in this yes. niche, yeah. and like. Some of them are really good. Like yeah. you could literally just pop them on a t-shirt, add a graphic and it's like, boom, you mm -hmm. know, they're great. Yeah, that's so. exactly what Vexos is doing, but it took it a step further. Instead of you typing it out, they already have like preset stuff, like pick the, they like make super simple, intuitive, right? Pick the cat. How long do you want this phrase? So they made it kind of more, I don't know. That's not, really cool. Yeah, you you gotta that's you gotta cool. see it. I, I'm not doing it justice, but I, I think there that's just the beginning of, of some AI stuff that's coming. Um, CF Spark, I also uh, looked at it's it's Creative Fabrica's version of AI, and they've done some amazing stuff too. They 
they already uh, know to do some AI with the background taken out because they know that people like us need the background taken out anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it already comes out with the background taken out, some of those transparent PNGs. So that's that's really cool in different styles. And I can go on and on, but there are lots of things. Everybody's got a little bit of different AI in it. So it's exciting it. to see. Yeah, That's really cool to know. I, uh, I use Creative Fabrica for <laughs> fonts and design graphics and uh, even um, even mock-ups, but mm -hmm. I've never tried Spark. So I was actually going to cool. ask you, have yeah. you tried Spark and, and kind of your thoughts on that? Because um, yeah, I just don't know many people that have used it yet. Yeah, honestly, I think some of it, like it's early stages of AI. So some of it's really cool. Like I'm blown away by some of the um, designs that come out of it. I did mm -hmm. one that as a tiger, a sketched tiger, amazing. And I did some uh, street art, like uh, cityscapes, beautiful. But, you know, sometimes you just type in turbo in there and it gets kind of wonky. So it's it's real early stages of AI. You, it's hit and miss. I think that's across across the board for AI is, is hit and miss. We, it's, it's still learning. It's still early. But, uh, yeah, I really love uh, some of the things they're doing on there that's they they kind of broke it out. CF Spark. There's a lot in there, so you can see that they're they're trying different things. They have one that's for writing. They have one for different specific kinds of um, artwork. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. Like just in the last six months, how mm -hmm. many of these everyday software tools that we use introduce uh -huh. some form of AI, like Shopify introduced AI, Canva, I think Place It, Creative Fabrica. Mm -hmm. It's just so crazy how it just exploded and, and kind of what you were saying about the future, how it could look. Imagine if you wanted, imagine if you wanted to create a, a, a print on demand business in a niche, let's just mm -hmm. say football, and you could mm -hmm. literally just go into an AI design tool and say, create 50 original funny football designs. And yeah. it's just like, boom. And all of a sudden you've got all your designs right there. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just so crazy to think how much of a game changer in terms of the time savings yeah. and how much quicker it will be to kind of, cause a lot of people, they, they struggle with the designs. They're like, how many designs do I need to get started? And how many, you know, how do I think of design ideas? And mm -hmm. this is like, dude, this is gonna like do so much for them. It's yeah. just so crazy. Yeah. And so the, I think the winner in these are, well, two things that made me think of that is like, if everybody can do it now, now how do you differentiate which what's mm. better and what's not? But uh, I'm waiting for the day that uh, we can get one where it automatically makes all the titles and bullets and everything. Like, it would be nice if Amazon or any of the pod sites, if you're listening, has a button on there, you type in the keywords, and it writes out your titles for you and descriptions and bullets and everything. So you don't have to do that. That would be great. Dude, one day in the future, it's going to be like, build me a website yeah, right yeah. now with not, 60 designs dude. in the football niche. Go. Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff you can do, I mean, within that vein, but like there's yeah, you some, can. you know, the right now you can tell chat GPT and some other tools, like build a website and it will just mm -hmm. pop out all the code and you can just paste the code mm -hmm. in, you know, into wherever WordPress or something. And then, and mm -hmm. then like you have a website, like it's, yeah. it's wild. And then your skill set of marketing becomes really important, right? Because yeah. if everybody has a website now, how do you get in front of people's eyeballs? And yeah, yeah, 
Exactly. Until, really a, cool. until AI does that too. It's like <laughs> and market on Facebook with a five hundred dollar a day budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is, that's that is. Oh, man, it's so crazy. It kind of leads me. There's a question I wanted to ask you later on, but I, I think now is a good time to it. ask. I, I, I would love to know your thoughts on where you see the future of print on demand. Kind of like earlier this year, one of our very first episodes we did was print on demand predictions for 2023. But I would mm -hmm. love as someone like you that's like doing this so much. Um, I would love to know kind of where, like your predictions over the next year for where, or even just the future, where print on demand is going, um, how you see our lives as print on demand sellers being easier and kind of trends and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, man, Amazon's going to be really tough to beat and um, they have a big market share in the traffic. I, I don't know what Amazon, Amazon's been really slow at updating products and stuff i would imagine that they're going to add a product uh here or two i i'm hoping that they add bigger ticket items stuff um mm -hmm. not just t-shirts because that would be a big game changer amazon could do a lot of stuff with ai they, they haven't added ai um either so if they decide i mean they have the money to to invest into ai and they could do something really cool if they wanted to um but they uh they also have you know a lot of people jumping on um, big brands. So I could see it go two ways. I could see it go really, really competitive. It's going to be tough because we got the AI players now who, are, who can crank out lots of designs. You also got the big players like Marvel and Disney and, and Star Wars and things like that that we have to compete with uh, print on demand. Um, but I'm also seeing, you know, things like happening with Redbubble and TeePublic and some other print on demand sites where they're like losing market share and they're not not doing as well. And so they're trying to all these things by raising prices and, and things like that. So is does that going to leave a space for some other new player to come in and, you know, um, what do you compete? what do you think but, about what do you think about Etsy? Just out of curiosity. So I think Etsy will do really well. I personally am not doing Etsy only because it, it's a really for me anyway, it, it is a really time suck um, because mm -hmm. You really have to and to do Etsy well. I think uh, I, I was on Etsy for a couple of years, and to do Etsy well, you have to be on the messages all the time. Listen for um, you know, um, kind of give feedback to to your customers because you, you, I at least I did. I got a lot of messages back and forth like, oh, "What is this? How, how big is this? Can you do custom this and that?" And and then have to deal with returns and things like that, um, and then create mockups which aren't. Um, you know, standard on Etsy and, and things like that. So it, it took me a lot of time and I just couldn't think of scaling that because I probably had like 300 designs on there and it, it took me every day, all, all the time I had and I couldn't focus on some other things that I wanted to. Hmm. And I just thought, if I scale this to 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, that's just going to get worse. So I think Etsy is great uh, for those that, that want to just do Etsy. Um, there's some cool things with Etsy too, like digital downloads that, that a lot of people are doing mm -hmm. on Etsy on the Etsy platform. So you don't even have to worry about Printify or Printful or anything like that. But I, I think Etsy is a big player, especially with uh, Redbubble and TeePublic getting a hit with the the fees and all of that. I, Etsy had their, I think last year there were some <laughs> there were some problems with Etsy. Right, people were complaining about um, this and that. But uh, uh, right now I don't. I don't hear a lot of buzz about Etsy being that bad. I hear I hear good things right now. 
So. Well, yeah, I was going to mention that that you you mentioned about merch by Amazon uh, or or by I don't know I don't know anything about Amazon by the way, but uh-huh. uh, but just like bigger ticket items. But the the cool thing with Etsy is you know you, you just can. integrate you integrate a print on demand that has yeah. a certain product selection, and then it's like mm-hmm. man, you can you can sell tons of different products, which is really cool. That's true. So you That's see a true. lot of different products on Etsy, which mm-hmm. I think is definitely cool. Yeah. Were you? I have a question about like when you were on Etsy. Were uh-huh. you? How did you get? Like I know Etsy, a lot of re- uh, one reason why a lot of people like it is because it drives a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that go Absolutely. on Etsy to go shopping every day, kind of like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, when you were publishing listings on Etsy, were you seeing that traffic converting, or were you having to market your designs? Like, how did did the sales just come in? How did that work? So I, I saw a lot of traffic on Etsy, not as much as Amazon, but definitely more than Redbubble and and T Public. Uh, I did do Etsy ads, so you can mm. you can do that as well. But yeah, it, it was probably my my second biggest um, next to Amazon. Now, second biggest meaning um, Amazon still ten times more than my second biggest, but it was it was definitely more than Redbubble and and T Public at the time. And you know, there's a certain audience there as well. Um, so I, I was hitting like the the mom audience, the 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 women audience, and that did really well for me. So. I think it's like 93% women or something yeah. crazy like that. They're, yeah. they're, yeah. Great audience. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I were going into, I mean, I do use Etsy for my brand and my brand does target females mainly. So mm-hmm. it, it just, I feel like Etsy's made for almost like a female audience. Mm-hmm. I've bought things on Etsy before, but I actually bought them for my wife. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't even buying them for myself. Yeah. Um, and the moms buy for kids and their husbands and things like that. So it's, it still works. You can still sell, you know, kids clothes and men's clothes there, but the, usually the women are buying it for the, for them. So. Yeah. So, so I have a, a kind of shifting gears here. I, yeah, I'm curious sure. to know in terms of design tools, you're mm-hmm. a designer, but you also are really good at teaching non-designers how to design. Yeah. So what design tools are you using and yeah. what would you recommend? What design tools would you recommend for print on demand sellers who are not graphic designers by trade? So currently I use Affinity Designer. That's what I, I it's kind of like Illustrator. If you know Adobe Illustrator, mm-hmm. it's a vector graphics tool. Um, so so I, I like that because I can draw. I, I still like drawing on pencil and paper. I scan it and kind of trace over it and kind of make my design that way. Um, as far as for people who are just starting out, I think Canva and Kiddo are, are some pretty good ones because, excuse me, they have templates um, and you can you can start, you know, you can go on there and especially Kittle has a ton of amazing templates on there. And all you have to do is go in there and kind of type it out, type out the different phrase or change this and that. And so it's a great starting point. Canva has lots of good graphics. They have templates as well, um, but they they have just a ton of graphics on there. So if you don't know how to draw a certain graphic you can probably type it in canva and find hundreds of you know, cats or dogs or whatever you want to use on your shirt and they got tons of fonts so does so does kiddo so if you're not used to to drawing by hand or, or creating graphics i think those those are some good um, go-tos to start but i would encourage you know trying out a designer too uh, if you really want to go and do your own thing because that's one way that you're going to stand out, right? If you're drawing your own graphics, 
nobody else is going to have that unless they steal it, I guess, but nobody's going to have that graphic. Whereas if you use templates, someone may have something similar to yours. So, and I would start off by just trying new things. One way to learn is by copying. Now you don't want to copy and put that online, but if you see something in the store or see something online, I would, you know, put that there on Affinity Designer or Canva or whatever you, you have and try and see if you can copy it just to learn how to how to make that design. That's that's a great way to start. That's that's yeah, that's really good. I have not tried Affinity. Um, I'm just taking mad notes here, man. You're like just dropping <laughs> mad game. And uh, this is really awesome. Uh, so I, I, I kind of like on the same vein, do you have any tips for like easy design, like quick wins or tips for non-designers? So they're yeah. probably going to use Canva or Kittle. I use and recommend Canva. I've used Canva for as long as I can remember. It's always been my go-to for design creation. Um, before I knew it existed, I outsourced it to freelancers on Fiverr <laughs> and then Canva came along and it's just been amazing. But yeah. do you have any kind of like quick, I know like your YouTube channel is full of this. So I know you have a lot of tips, <laughs> but what would you say are some kind of quick win design tips for, you know, non-designers? Um, I would say, think about the space. Um, the, I always mention the tall rectangle on your shirt. That's a great canvas. It's um, so try and design your designs. It, not every design has to be a tall rectangle, but I think it's real easy for beginners to start that way. And so, you know, line everything up. If you have four words, just line up, boom, 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 four words. Uh, use color, but use color sparingly. Um, you know, it, it does help your design stand out if you have a good color palette. So you can go anywhere and find a good color palette. Um, Coolers.co is a great one, uh, but their color palettes all over. Um, and add that, some sorry? interest. Coolers, C O O L O R. Dot Thank you. S, I mean, S. D O, not dot com. So, coolers.co, full of color palettes, great color palettes, are already tested and proven that they're beautiful color and voted by, by people. Um, uh, I would say also keep it simple, two fonts at the most, like don't go crazy with, you know, 15 fonts on a, on a t-shirt. Uh, it, it can work, but it's really hard to do. So I would say beginners don't, don't, don't go more than two fonts. Um, and try to create some interests, right? People are, are going to be drawn to your design for something. So that's why the little graphics or, or the little thing. Uh, it, you want to create some interest. So when people are seeing all the designs, usually it's not just your design on there, right? Your design is with a lot of other designs. So what makes your what makes people pick your design um, with all the other designs out there? You gotta you gotta think of that, as well as your audience. Like, I would say, design for the people you want to buy, if that makes sense. Like, um, don't just throw up anything. A, a lot of people I hear, you know, I, I get a lot of comments in my DMs. Like, I have 800 designs, but I'm not getting any sales. Or I have a thousand designs and not getting any sales. Well, you know, maybe try and design something, try, try something different. Not every design is going to work out. So you, it's, it's really trial and error and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. But uh, doing your research up front and knowing what, what the audience is for the print-on-demand site that you're selling on can really help instead of just thinking, oh, I think this might sell and, and put it up that that's not a great strategy. 
Yeah, I um, so kind of going on to that, you I, I think you are a master at bringing together two fonts and just making like finding fonts that really complement each other and yeah. look really good on the design. And so many times I try to do this and they're just ugly, man. I just like <laughs> these just don't work. And and sometimes yeah. I'll use like Canva. I think Canva does a pretty good job of combining fonts and some of their mm-hmm. um it, with, with if you go to the font section, you can see where they like mix the two together. And I think they yeah. do a good job, but how do you like, first of all, where do you go to find fonts? Second, how do you find trendy fonts? And third, <laughs> how do you make them work so well? <laughs> um, yeah, those, those are great questions. I go to um, myfonts.com. Uh, I usually get my fonts from there. Um, there's also some good ones on, on creative market. Um, and and things like that. Uh, I have a a bunch of good ones already. So uh, Yellow Design Studio, I think, is is a good font font. What do you call them? Font Foundry, I think they're called. Okay. Um, there's a lot of good um, people that do fonts on Creative Market too. So, um, and then how do I find fonts that work well together? I I guess I just have an eye for it. I I put them together, and if they don't look good together, I I'm like, no, this doesn't work. Um, usually it's contrast though. So like you pair a thick one with a thin one, you pair a cursive one with a um, sans serif one and so on. So um, it's kind of complementary in that way, kind of mm. opposite complementary. So that kind of, and you need to find fonts that actually, you know, are readable too. So don't go crazy with the like script fonts that are very hard to read. So you want some big, bold, usually big and bold is, is great on t-shirts. So if you can do a nice, big, bold cursive font with a nice, big, bold uh, sans serif font, then they usually work work well together. So cool. I want to ask you. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Jerry. Go ahead. I, I, wanna, got a question. I just want to ask you, it's okay if you don't have an answer off the top of your head, but I'm just curious, do you have any stories or any memories of any really bad designs that you've seen like what's the worst design you've seen? Worst the design. T-shirt, t-shirt like, design. Not mine. Somebody else. Do you mean? Probably somebody else's. Yeah, you wouldn't make a bad one. You're a pro. Come on. Um, gosh. Does anything come to memory? I've seen some of your I'm, YouTube videos where you take designs uh-huh. and you enhance them significantly. Like yeah. there was one where I was watching and this person just had so many colors in the design. I was mm-hmm. like, how could anyone think that looks yeah. good? Like, no offense, with all due respect, but you were able to just make it so much better. Yeah, a lot of the bad designs are are things that aren't readable, right? Yeah. They they use fonts that, like, I if you can't read it, nobody's gonna buy. Like, why? What's the point of putting the text there besides an art piece, I guess? But um, so those are usually the really bad ones, and yeah, and and oh, you know what's really bad is they forget to change uh, the white uh, text uh, for stickers on on Redbubble because Redbubble. You know, has a white background. Mm. You have the you have the white text on the white background, and you can't read it at all. So they, they forget to, <laughs> oh. to change it. And so th- those are some really bad ones. I've a seen lot. like whole. That, yeah. I've seen yeah. like whole Shopify stores where every design they didn't remove didn't remove the background at all. So it just yeah, has the square. That. You know, and the it's square. Like, oh no! You know, forgot. Yeah, there's some I'm, there's some bad stuff out there. I, I'm curious to know what are some of your favorite fonts right now? Like what are some of the fonts that maybe they're classics, maybe you're like, this mm-hmm. just works every time, or maybe they're new kind of trendy fonts. But I'm curious to know as a graphic designer, who's really good at creating designs, like what are some of your favorites? 
So my favorite font right now, and it's been my favorite for a few years, is called Veneer, V-E-N-E-E-R. Uh, it pairs really nicely with Thirsty, Thirsty Rough and Thirsty. They're both from Yellow Design Studio. So if you go to Yellow Design Studio on there, anything from Yellow Design Studio is awesome in my opinion. So go there, um, buy as many as you can, as you can afford. Um, but the reason I love Veneer is it's because it's thick, but it's also condensed and it has that rough distressed in it. And the distressed stuff is just really nice on t-shirts. It already has that texture on it. So I think it's it, it goes good with vintage stuff, vintage sunsets and and everything. So those are good. I'm look I'm still looking for really good like um vintage 70s like bubbly kind of font. I haven't found like a good one there yet. You you've seen it everywhere. Um Cooper, like retro Cooper's a good one. Ones. Yeah, like those those retro groovy ones. Yeah. I have a few, but I don't have like my favorite one. Like Cooper's a classic. Mm -hmm. Um um, but it's not it's not as as bubbly as as I would want for, for you know those. you're like a you know you're like a true designer when you're like I have all these amazing fonts but I haven't found the one yeah <laughs> like, I feel that like I'm a, I'm a guitar player and it's like yeah. oh yeah I have a lot of really cool guitars but I haven't found the one that's right I'm that's always right. in search of the one <laughs> I uh it's funny you mentioned that I, I actually use one that I really like. So yeah, Cooper is really cool, but I totally know what you mean about it. It's not bubbly enough. It's not mm -hmm. groovy enough. It's not groovy uh, enough. My favorite one is actually called Keep On Truckin'. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. That is that cool. That one is hot, dude. A yeah. lot of people are using it and it, cool. it just looks really good. Like in terms of getting, jumping on that bubbly groovy trend, mm -hmm. that's my personal favorite. I know Creative Fabrica has some pretty good ones too. But yes. that's the, that's my personal favorite. Oh, cool! I I I do like keep on trucking. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good vintage seventies kind of style. Yeah, yeah, and I I also know that I was watching a video where you did you paired veneer, I believe, mm -hmm. with like a uh, like a cursive font, and it looked yep. really really good. So, yeah. and I know that like you know a lot of people do pair cursive fonts, especially mm -hmm. for female shirts to mm -hmm. you know to females. Um, what are some of your favorite cursive fonts like that you would kind of pair with these ones? Yeah, I got some good ones. Let's see off the top of my head. I'd have to look them up. So um, Thirsty is the one that I, I used that I was pairing with uh, Veneer. Mm. So that's that's also from Yellow Design Studio. I have some a bunch of like just hand drawn uh, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, though. I'd have to to look them up. But I love the, like the brush script looking ones, mm. right? Because they have some texture, and those did really well for me uh, on Etsy when I did it. I just used that font, like it has some curly and some brush um, style to it, and it, it it took off. So those those are really cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, uh, what? Okay, so kind of shifting from fonts to graphics. Uh -huh. What are your favorite plays? Because I've seen some of your designs, and you you know you put little graphic elements in there. What are some of your favorite places to go to find those design graphics? Oh, I, I found a lot, and I keep using the same ones, and I can't remember where I got them. I, I love getting them from like font families. So when you have a like a big font family, I think. Veneer came with some. I can't. I can't remember. I know Yellow Design Studio has some fonts where, within the font family, they have some graphics. So that really helps because it matches with the the font that I'm going to use anyway. It has the same distressed 
um, look on it or whatever. Um, I also like, man, it's hard to be Canva and Kittle. They had just have so many graphics on there, uh, yeah. Canva especially. Like now that I have, I, I played around with it first um, just to test uh, to do YouTube videos at first because people are like do a YouTube for Canva. I use Canva. Do a YouTube. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't use Canva, but whatever. And then I like, wow, this has a lot of graphics. So I signed up for Pro. I'm I'm on the Canva Pro account now. And just like whenever I need something, even even for videos. Like the, mm. the amazing thing about Canva is it just has not only graphics but videos and um, photos and things. So I I use it as for for my YouTube videos too. So uh pretty cool it's hard to beat canva for for graphics like you can find it you can i don't know if you guys know this but if you ever need like a logo for anything like for um or social media or whatever for social media posts every social media logo is on canva mm. um so don't go to the internet and try and download a janky png or whatever <laughs> like you can you can get the svg um file from um from canva it's pretty crazy so wow. That's awesome. Um, I use, yeah, Canva, dude. I feel like just Canva. We've talked so much about Canva because yeah. we use it so much. We do. Um, I do too. And it's just kind of like it's such an all-in-one, like it's so all-encompassing. It has so yeah. many aspects that we Big. need as print-on-demand sellers. For me, it's Canva and Creative Fabrica for graphic design or for mm -hmm. design elements. That's like another mm -hmm. place I like to go just because they have so many more. I feel yeah. like now I'm starting to see a lot of people using the same graphic elements from Canva because so many people use it, even though they have a ton, you're, mm -hmm. you're starting to see it more where a lot of designs have like the same ones. <laughs> um, but who knows with AI, man, maybe like everyone will be original in the future in Canva. You know? Yeah, that's that's kind <laughs> of the trick. Like AI is is nice that, and now everybody can do it as long as they type in the right prompts. Mm. Um, so they're, there's going to be a lot of competition, but there's going to be a lot of originality too, because when you hit that prompt, it creates a new design that nobody else has, right? Or technique, I, I think, in theory, that nobody nobody else has. So that's that's really cool, because I've said that on my videos, these last few videos is, you know, generate something from AI and nobody will have that exact same mushroom or that exact same thing as you. And hopefully that makes you stand out, and, right? So... Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where AI goes and mm -hmm. what even a year from now looks like in terms of like design creation and whatnot. Yeah. Like, dude, I remember like everything seemed to kind of change in November when ChatGPT came out. Mm -hmm. It was like no one was really talking about AI. And then all of a sudden they dropped ChatGPT and now it was just like, boom, zero to 100. Like everyone's been talking about it since and so many entrepreneurs are finding ways to use it in their business to save them time and to save them money too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine a day and this is video, not print on demand, but I'm, someone could invent, you know, they, they have those whole like deep fake stuff and mm -hmm. deep fake voice and like somebody could create a, a channel and, and they already have some deep fake channels, but you could just write your script. I heard, I saw today uh, on um, what is it? Twitter that uh, I can't remember who does it, but I think Apple or whatever, they they found a way to like record your voice and then be able to use your voice to um, say a sentence or whatever. So can you imagine like for your podcast, you could just write the script and you wouldn't have to do the podcast. You could have it uh, say it for you 
all you have to do is have the script behind it and I'm gonna, the AI could read it. Yeah. I'm going to make my Siri my own voice. Like <laughs> I, can talk, I can just talk to myself. Talk to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. This is blowing my mind. I can't, like, I never even thought about that to be able to yeah. say, just like, say this in my voice and then mm -hmm. you just like throw it up there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's already tools. There's already tools to do that. Actually, pretty, pretty awesome. Like, like for instance, Adrian, if we recorded an ad for a sponsorship or like a part of a podcast, but we left a part out, we could go in and then just type that part, and it would just actually put it into that ad spot. You just upload the file, and then it trains so on. Crazy. You know, it just trains on it. It's it's pretty wild. It's wild pretty stuff. Wild. That is yeah. so crazy. We're living um, in the future, guys. I know, dude. And it, it seems like it, it all happened so fast. It just yeah. seemed like it all happened so fast. Um, so kind of kind of wrapping things up, mm -hmm. I, I want to, man, this has been so good. Like, thank oh, I'm you glad. so much for coming on and for just yeah, sharing so much wisdom and knowledge, so much gold in this episode. Um, and I just really appreciate you and, and, and taking time to do this. But I kind of kind of in wrapping things up, do you have any kind of Final words of wisdom, piece of, pieces of advice for print-on-demand business owners. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote these down just in awesome. case. I, I, I had a feeling you might ask that question. So um, <laughs> I, I wrote this down. So print-on-demand, you can make it as big or as small as you want, right? Um, you can grow this thing. You can scale it. You can use AI. You can hire out. Make it as big or as small as you want. Um, whatever works for you. Uh, and I would say, don't keep doing what is not working. So if you if you put up 10 designs and it's not working and then do 100 and it's not working, change it up. Like you don't have to keep, don't keep doing the thing that's not working. That's obviously not going to, it's going to keep not working. Right? So um, um, let's see, uh, learn what works for you and do more of that. So, mm -hmm. you know, the 80-20 rule, just uh, try new things to make sure those are working. Have a good schedule. So one thing with a nine to five for me, uh, I had to make sure that I had a schedule and had priorities uh, before getting into the YouTube space. Um, I was on Instagram and I made sure that my schedule for Instagram was every day I would upload a different Instagram post. Now, I, I don't do that as much now because I have YouTube and kind of split. But Monday, I had a certain post. Tuesday, I had a certain post. Wednesday and so on. Um, this can, it doesn't have to be that structured, but I get up early in the morning, 5.30 till, you know, maybe eight or so, so I can get ready for work. And that's my time to work on design and work on um, things for, for print on demand or, or for YouTube. I, I kind of make sure that I have a, a schedule every day that I, I know that I'm going to do these three things each day and just be consistent. Keep, keep going. If you miss a day, that's okay. You know, do it again. It's not a failure if you miss the day. You can come back and and do it again. Um, so consistency really matters. You you'd be surprised like if you if you keep uploading, keep uploading, keep uploading. Um, same with YouTube. Um, it all works. Any business really, if you keep at it over and over. Um, and think about this: the what the audience wants. So that that really helps. Same same with YouTube. Same with any anything. Um, you're designing for the audience. So um, figure out what they want. Uh, it, it really is like they're, they're your buyer. So you, you have to know what, what they want. So they, they'll buy your stuff. Right. Um, and don't put all your eggs in one basket. I know a lot of people uh, had it tough when, 
you know, Redbubble did all these changes and they were only on Redbubble. And so they had to make the switch. Yeah. Um, it's good in the beginning. I wouldn't say go out and join 10 print on demand sites all at once, but you know, uh, once you get one going really well, maybe try something else. So I, I'm on like 12 different uh, print on demand sites. Not all of them are as good as Amazon, obviously, but you know, I have a I have a backup plan if some something goes wrong and I can do something. Um, let's see and, and learn to pivot. Like, like if something doesn't work, then do something else and so on. So hopefully those are some good tips. Those dude, tips. those are super good. And there was a couple, the consistency one, man, yeah, like That's we so preach nice that nonstop. That. <laughs> What's that? So we preach that nonstop. We preach that so much and it's just so good to hear, you know, other people saying it as well, because consistency just seems like a key principle to success. You hear mm -hmm. it over and, over and over again from from successful people. Um, yeah, that, that that was really good tips. I, I really like that. Um, really good advice. Thank you for sharing that with the group. Thanks. In kind of wrapping things up here, I want you to let people know i i know people are going to go and going to want to go check out your content so <laughs> where can people reach out to you to find you online to check out your content to join your communities what are what are the best places for people to go so my biggest community is on youtube um i, I just passed eighty six thousand subscribers on youtube um today and it, it's growing like crazy like you said like so many people are like wanting to learn design and i think it's great and um, been happy to to help people out there. Uh, I started on Instagram before I did YouTube. So Instagram, I have a big following on Instagram, uh, probably like 35K on, on Instagram. Same thing, detour shirts. And I actually started there like posting tips just, you know, um, in um, picture form, not in video form. And I know you can do video now and I, I haven't made the switch even though I do YouTube. But uh and uh, so there you can follow me. If you don't like video, you can, you can read it. I usually, what I try to do is I, I try to take my video concept that's 20 minutes long and put it into like a story, like a, a carousel, which is like five, five or six pages and kind of condense it down. If, if you don't like watching long form video. Um, and then I have a Facebook group, same name, detour shirts uh, on, on Facebook. So you can find me there. I think that's, that's everywhere that I'm at. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for being our Welcome. guest. This has been a lot of fun. Guys, anyone listening to this, go follow him. There's so much good stuff there. I would know because I've been following you for years. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being so, a fan. That's oh, so awesome. Dude, huge fan, huge fan. This is like an honor for me to have you on this podcast, man. I feel like I'm in the presence of like a print on a man celebrity. So <laughs> I, I know I, how I you feel. The same way, I felt the same about Kerry when I met him too. What's that? I know how you feel. I've interviewed a few of my my uh, print on demand here or t-shirt heroes uh, yeah. last year, and it, I felt I felt the same way. Like, wow, you agreed to meet with me, and I can't, <laughs> I can't believe this. You're 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 awesome, but they're so I'm nice. I'm a fan now like, too. Yeah, I'm a fan now too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for awesome. Well, guys. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, and hopefully, we'll talk to you real soon. Yeah, of course, anytime, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you would, please leave us an honest review on whatever platform you're listening from. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Hey.